Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Hello, I'm Stephen Willis. I'm here with Dalen Flowers for our weekly segment on Ole Miss football. Dalen is the first of a bunch of interviews we have for you this week. This this is a sample of what I have coming up. Um, Tim Thomas talking basketball. Brad Logan's going to be on here. Michael Borky, Michael Katz. Tom Vanderford, Brian Smith, Bill Flowers, um, Russ Eddins from Ole Miss Hockey will be on here. Um, ben Mintz will be on here. We we have so many people that's going to be on the show um, over the next week. When everybody else is not doing anything, we're kind of doing any, doing stuff. How you doing, Dalen? I'm doing all right, man. Getting back to where I'm trying to be health wise. So I appreciate your prayers and, and prayers from other Ole Miss family. It means a lot, guys. But I'm I'm doing doing better than I have been. But I'm 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 doing hanging in there right now, man. That's pretty good. I, every time we do um, a, a, a thing, I, I I try to figure out what the posters are in the background, and I think mm-hmm. I've got three out of the four. You know, the arrow. Obviously, that's the CW arrow. Then there's a dark night, a dark night rises. I see a Ted Lasso. Uh-huh. What's the one above Ted Lasso? The other one's another Batman one. So it's uh it's it's Batman, then there's Two Face, the Penguin, and the Riddler. And it's uh one of the original comics that they made, and it's a okay. poster of one of the comic covers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, big DC I, fan. I, I, I like I'm a I'm a DC person myself. I'm not a Marvel guy. <laughs> um so yeah, every time we do this, I've been trying to figure out what that middle poster was. So okay. Um, anyway, let's talk about this. Ole Miss is five and one at the turn halfway mm-hmm. through the season. They get their bye week at really the perfect time. Jackson Dart got nicked up on like the second play Saturday night. Um, Trey Harris got nicked up in the fourth quarter, but both of which will probably be good to go for Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, how is this team meeting your expectations after, after six games? I would say pretty pretty well so far. I mean, we're we're five and one through six games. I, of course, the, the Bama game was a a big frustration point for us, just in terms of how the game went, um, in terms of from start to end. But at the end of the day, we we were we gone through six games through against some really tough opponents um, and some really hungry opponents, and we're five and one. And I think we really can't ask for much more. That um, we've seen a lot of improvement on the defensive side of the ball. I think. One of the things that I've noticed so far with Pete compared to where our defense looked last year was we're rushing four. And I think that's something simple, but also that a lot of people aren't really talking about is that a lot of times last year we were rushing three, um, which allowed quarterbacks of opposite teams to, to sit back and kind of just light our zone coverages up. Um, and I think Pete's kind of envisioned a more hungry defense online to make quarterbacks kind of think more. And I think that's helping us. I think we have some work to do in terms of just zone coverages and leaving portions of the field open at times, especially on third down. I think Arkansas kind of kind of picked our brains a little bit on third down this past weekend. But I, I really can't be too unhappy with where the team is right now. We've seen a tremendous improvement from Jackson Dart um, just mentally and physically. He's enjoying football better than I ever saw from him last year. The running game has over the last two weeks has opened up where we have finally realized what we have in the backfield, not just with Quinchon, but you saw Ulysses Bentley this past weekend against the Hawks, just 
go out there and ball. And I and we saw some flashes of him throughout the season, but I think this past weekend was his marking point. The offensive line is finally getting to a rhythm. Of course, our receivers have really dominated in terms of his terms of them being healthy. Um, and so we're seeing improvement. Um, I think there's still a lot to work on, of course. And one of the big shout outs I want to give is the never give up mentality. And I've talked about this throughout the season. Um, and I'll continue to say things such as you go back to the LSU game last year. I think even after the, the Bama game last year, the way it ended for us, this team just mentally deteriorated. And I think that just didn't allow us, no matter what other noise you want to talk about with rumors and coaching changes, blah, blah, blah. I think this team has grown mentally, which is helping us win football games that we probably wouldn't able to do in the past. So I really can't be too upset where we are right now. Of course, a lot to work on. But as you said, I think this bye week comes at the best time possible for us right now, uh, especially uh, just reoccurring with happened this past weekend. But I can't be too unhappy right now. We've got a, a good squad. We're getting healthier. Um, hopefully this bye week allows us to get to 100%, but I can't be unhappy right now. I'm pretty, pretty satisfied with how we're looking right now, man. Yeah, and, and you look at this, and, and to me, the biggest surprises on this team, I would say, is Ashanti Seastrunk and mm-hmm. um, also probably USC's Bentley the fourth. Those are probably the two surprises that Ole Miss has gotten from the fall camp period. Uh, what are your surprises right now? Oh, that's a great question. Honestly, I think I'll, I'll I'll go over the offensive side of the ball first, and my 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 just two big shout outs have been Jordan Watkins and Dayton Wade. I think coming into the season, they weren't two big names in terms of just our offensive talent, and I think people knew about them and, and saw some sparks from them the past season. But I think they have really developed into household names in terms of us this season. They have completely went out there every game this season. No matter the no matter the adversity and just balled out, just completely given everything they have and they continue to perform. So I'm very I'm very pleased with those two guys. They have continued to just improve every single week. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, Ashanti has looked really good. Um, I want to give a shout out to Jared Ivy and Cedric Johnson. I think they have improved tremendously, and I think they have bought into where Pete is now placing them and playing them in a way that they haven't seen in the past. And they are giving QBs pressure that we really didn't see last season. And I think they're enjoying a lot of football, which is allowing our linebackers to enjoy enjoy football, which is allowing our secondary and our corners to enjoy more football because they're being, they're being put in positions where their defensive linemen are person quarterbacks was you know gives our, our secondary and our linebackers more positions to be put in a uh, on ball position to you know maybe make an interception a sack such as such as um but I think those two guys have enjoyed their football so far and I've enjoyed seeing them just improve in terms of footwork um keep driving their legs even when they're maybe put down on the ground they get back up continue trying to chase the quarterback they have looked tremendously better than last season. And I think their offseason work has continued to see improvements, and I'm proud of those two. Um, but there's a lot of improvement from this team, and I'm, I can't be more happier for that. And I think we're going to continue seeing that. I think they're, we're still in a, a phase where we're still learning about some of our players and what can they provide, what can they do in terms of you know, different schemes, different formats. And so I think we have a lot to see throughout the rest of the season, but those would be some of my shout-out guys so far. 
Yeah, and I'd also like to shout out Isaac Ukwu. He's got three sacks this year. He's he's playing very, very well. Also, Chris Graves got actually on the field and plays a cornerback against Arkansas. Um, So we kind of get that point where he's going to get more and more playing time. He's a former top 100 recruit. He's a freshman. He's a young guy. He's probably somebody you should keep an eye on. He's the number 32 that you will see on the field from time to time. Let's switch gears a little bit. We're getting ready to play the Auburn Tigers. I think it's important in this game that Ole Miss is going to come into this game as like a 10-point favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's weird to think that, but they're they're going to be a double-digit road favorite on the road at Auburn. Auburn's probably about to get beat in Baton Rouge. Hugh Freeze is having a very difficult time, but he will have his team absolutely up for this game. But Ole Miss cannot let down. This is the tricky game. If Ole Miss gets past this game, 10-2 and two and even 11-1 and one is on the table for this tick. Yeah. Absolutely. I think this is where you see the difference in between home field and road advantage. I think no matter what situation, in, even in the past couple of years, of course, with Brian Harson at the helm at Auburn, they have one of the best – fan basis in the country you know as much as I you know I, do, I dislike the University of Armour I will give them their props in terms of Jordan here Stadium on any given Saturday is always rocking and I think this will be a big test for us because a lot of adversity is with this team in terms of who Auburn is of course going back to last year and just the rumors with our coach but I think Lane has a point to prove I think so much has went into the last six or seven months in terms of why did this guy get a big contract raise? Why is he still at Ole Miss? Well, he's going to prove it to you. And I think Hugh Freeze feels the same way. You know, this is the team that I used to coach at that I, I, I really put my name on a map at. And now I'm here trying to establish something. And I think the players are going to be hungry. And let's not forget, there's a few Auburn transfers that are now at Auburn that, are, that were at Ole Miss last year. So I think it's going to be a dog battle. Um, but I think it's a really good test for us in terms of where we're going to see this team in Athens, Georgia, in the following weeks after that game. Um, but it's going to be a fun game, and I think we have a lot to see in terms of how can we truly test our team on the road. We've had some good home games this year, um, taking a loss at Bama, and we had a really good game at Tulane. And I think this is going to be another really good road test for us um, because, again, one of the best stadium atmospheres and how can Lane keep his players on the right level head in terms of stick to your game plan, don't try to do anyone else's job, do your job, and most of all, enjoy the game. And I think if we can stick to where we do, which is playing our type of football, we'll be fine going into Auburn. But it's, it's going to take a good week of – two good two weeks of preparation and good uh, just healthiness going back into it as well. All right. What I'm about to say, I can actually hear people typing in the comments as I speak. So <laughs> – I understand that everybody's going to say, no, no, Steve, you can't say that. No, just bear with me for a second. Ole Miss has a chance to put two weeks into Auburn, right? Two weeks. There's a bye week. There's nobody to play. Everything can go into Auburn. There's analysts that are breaking down Auburn as we speak. Players might not be learning anything about it, but it's getting broken down. Ole Miss plays Auburn. Then they get Vanderbilt the next week. And I'm going to say this. You essentially have two weeks to get ready for Texas A&M. Vanderbilt's not good. I understand that that's a weird game. I see Greg Zolman in my sleep. Okay, I I get it. But reality is 
that situation. This Auburn game is so huge because realistically, it's the it's the game that's going to get you into that AM game. If you want to get there seven or seven and one, eight and one, seven and one, I think is the record. You have to get Auburn. I agree because uh unfortunately we didn't get an AM win this weekend against Bama, which would have you know helped our chances in terms of the long road for going to Atlanta. So we, we just right now, what can we do? And that's win football games, you know, that's all we can do. And uh hope for the best in terms of outside noise. I think something that just I think can help win us games is lane and special teams. Um, I think Kane Davis is an absolute dog, but I think lane has the ability to sometimes go for fourth down in situations that he really shouldn't. Um, And there was a time in Arkansas that I can't remember when it was, I think it was the third quarter and he went forward on fourth down, and I just thought he shouldn't have. Um, and he should have put it. Because Arkansas was not going to drive the field. They yes, weren't coming yeah. all the way down the field. So even if it was a punt into the end zone and Arkansas was on the 20-25, or we punt it and they get in inside their 10 whatever, I'm confident in Pete Golden and not allowing Arkansas to go down the rest of the field and score seven points. But when I, on top of that, I think we need to see some consistency in our special teams. I think we have questions in, in the punting this season and Caden missed a field goal going into halftime that I just, I have, I have full belief in Kane Davis. Um, but I think if I said before, one of the things about football is momentum. And I think sometimes that can mess up his, his confidence and his momentum. So I would like to see lane, um, just try to understand that you have a great kicker and, uh, and keep belief in him. Um, and use sometimes that ability to, you know, use him in a situation. I'm not saying we should have kicked the kicked that field goal during that time, but I think that you have to have belief in your punter and your kicker at times. And sometimes I think Lane had a questionable fourth down call in the Bama game and you know which may have, may or may not change the outcome of the game. But sometimes I just think he's trying to do much at times that's not needed. Um and again this is my opinion. I don't know more football than Lane Kiffin. Please don't think that I do because I don't this is just what I'm seeing and what I'm thinking throughout games and I think that can help benefit us in times um so yeah I just I think we have a, a lot to work on but I'm not I'm confident it's, it's heck uh, I think we have a pretty good football team and I think they're hungry to go into an atmosphere where they're going to be really really put to the test you know I I have an interesting theory that I've been developing over the last six or so weeks and I think Lane is perfectly comfortable in the game we saw against LSU. That's his element. That's what he does really well. What he's not comfortable in is a defensive struggle like Ole Miss saw against Arkansas. And you can see him. He he presses. He does things because the offense isn't quite there. Even though the defense is playing completely well and in control of the game, the fact that the offense isn't doing what he wants to do will force him to make some poorish decisions. What do you think about that? I completely agree, and it it's something that you may ask. Well, how do we, you know, go from putting up fifty five in one week against LSU to only putting up twenty seven against Arkansas? And it it it's a consistency thing that I I would like to see from our team. Um, but then again, people ask me this past after the Arkansas game, I could turn about the offense, and it's not at all um, because again, we saw our quarterback who. I don't know how 100% he was throughout the entire game. And then we've 
seen throughout the season without Trey Harris, how much of a influence he is to our offense. Um, but I think well, because against Arnold, Arkansas, the offense actually kind of got better after Trey mm-hmm. went. Yeah, I think what can we see against Auburn? I think Auburn has failed to develop a really good pass game this season with Payne Thorne. And I think what can we do to beat this team? And that's just light up the scoreboard. I think if we can light up the scoreboard, we have no we have no issues going uh going to Auburn. Um, but I, I definitely agree with your statement. I think Lane has that customized offense just mindset, and he's been put to the test this past season with times where he's put in situations in a defensive battle that maybe he's not used to being in that situation. So I completely agree with your statement, though. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 a weird thing. Um, also, going over to Auburn, one thing to look at, um, Rod Roberts was the defensive coordinator of Baylor. Um, he gave Wayne Kiffin all, all he wanted in that Sugar Bowl and won the game. And everybody points about um, Luke Altmeyer and Matt Corral not being 100% and all that. But even when Matt was in the game throwing, they were having problems against that Baylor defense. You have to imagine that Auburn is going to try and do some of the same stuff. So it will be imperative on Lane and Charlie Weiss to go to that tape, break that down, understand what they did to you, because honestly, they just whooped your butt at the line of scrimmage and kind of try and take it to them. Lane has a history of doing that. If you remember the 2020 game that Matt Corral threw six interceptions, the next time he played against that defense, they put up 52 points. So, so he usually doesn't get got twice. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that goes back to Lane's ability to watch film and adjust. I think one of the be- biggest things in football nowadays is how can you adjust? And that's in terms of watching film before a game and within the game. And I think Lane's one of the best in the business for doing that. So we're going to see what he, what, he's, what he has cooking up over the next two weeks in terms of what can we do to confuse that Auburn defense. Thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Dalen Flowers, thank you so much, man, and I'll talk to you next week. Appreciate you having me, man, and enjoy the guest this week. It's going to be a fun week for everyone. I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying the whole list. You put out the list yesterday. I'm like, this is a really good list of guests, so I'm enjoying it myself, and I'm going to continue to see and, and listen to everyone you have on this week. It's going to be fun, man. Should be pretty good. I've already recorded with David Eckert because he's going up to Pennsylvania. Um, it, that was a good interview. You're, you're my second one. I think the next one we have up is Brad Logan. Yeah, we, we got a lot of good stuff over the next couple of days. Sounds good, man. Hotty toddy, everyone. Enjoy the enjoy the bye week, folks.